Welcome back to another audio podcast from the Line Movers Network. As always, thank you for joining us today. You can check out all of our content on thelinemovers.net. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at the underscore LM Network for all your up-to-the-minute gambling needs. We appreciate your continued support. Uh, welcome back, everyone. We are on to another week of the Putting Go podcast brought, brought to you by the Line Movers Network. Ian Ramaju back with another special guest. Dustin Minky is here to join us this week. Dustin, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Travelers Week here. Excited to have you on. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. So uh, my history with Dustin, Dustin runs this awesome, awesome DraftKings league that I have been a part of the past two seasons. And uh, Dustin, why don't you just talk about that league? Because this is literally my favorite league that I do. Yeah, we uh, we run it off DraftKings. Um we try to make it as similar to the real PGA Tour scoring as possible. So, you know, weekly basis, you get FedEx Cup points, and then uh, we do segment payouts, and we have uh, a year-long payout as well, sometimes even weekly payouts for uh, the big tournaments, the majors and the, and the WGCs. But uh, this is our sixth year now. It continues to grow, and um, I'm glad to have you on here, Ian, because you're doing pretty well year in, year out. Yeah, it's been a uh, it's, it's been a fun been a fun road, been a fun tournament, uh, been a fun league, and um, really really happy to continue it. Hang on one sec. All right, so, yeah, you know it just keeps you engaged all year, every week, and week in week out. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. And uh, let's talk some golf. We got the Travelers this week. Exciting, exciting, exciting U.S. Open last week. Uh, congrats to Master Patrick taking it home. Um, bummer for Will Zalatoris. Uh, so close, four shots away from three majors. It is it, incredible uh, the way he has it. What a, what a great leaderboard! Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, Roy McIlroy just there all weekend. Um, Fitzpatrick earned it. He he went out won it on Sunday. Uh, any thoughts from the from the last major? Yeah, uh, it was amazing to watch. You know, I didn't really have much in it myself, but um, like you said, leaderboard was stacked. So it was such a great show. I didn't expect Fitzpatrick to close it out. I'll say I, I expected somebody to come up from behind. Maybe even Zalatoris hold him off a little bit, but good on him for uh, finally getting it done, getting his first PGA Tour win, and it being a major of all things. Yeah, uh, congrats to him. He was definitely due, and um, congrats to anybody who had him on a winning ticket, which I know was a lot of people last week. But uh, we move on. Staying in the Northeast, we go to the Travelers Championship, a stalwart on the PGA uh, Tour here, TPC River Highlands. Um, so we're in Connecticut, just a couple hours up the road from from Boston where the U S open was. So we have a really, really, really stacked field. Um, talk about the course a little bit of TPC river highlands. you got a short course, par 70, 6,800 yards, real short. Uh, Pete Dye design course. Pete Dye, Pete Dye is a uh, master course designer. We'll talk a little bit about his setups, players who play well. And um, we'll talk about some players who pop up there, but par 70, uh, you know, a nice challenge and a really, really top, top leaderboard here. Any, um, any thoughts off the bat? What do you think, Dustin? Par fours, lots of those um, guys that are good at par fours and um, good at hitting greens. I heard these greens are pretty small. Um, fairways are a little tight too. I'm also seeing, but typically par seventy. You know, you want to make sure you're a good par four score. Looks like this week we've got eight par fours from 400 to 450. So you want to find guys good in that range as well. Um, 
Yeah, so those are the buckets in there. You know, you're going to look for guys and skill sets uh, in that par four. So it's shorter par fours. Right. And tight fairways. And the roughs are definitely penal. So you're definitely going to have trouble in the roughs. And that, that could be an issue uh, with some of these guys. But we've seen a, a variety of different players do well at this. We've seen Dustin Johnson win a couple times. Bubba Watson win a couple times. We also seen like Ches Reby win, Kevin Streelman win. So uh, you know, different types of players wins, different types of skill sets could hit you. So the fairways aren't super tight, like we saw last week, but you got to be good off the tee, and you got to be good around the greens. Greens are not very wide as well, very not very big, um, but it's definitely a wedge course, right? For sure, yeah, a short short shot course. And so the other thing that we see is a uh, P die course. So we'll talk about P die a little bit. P die. The 40 courses in the year, P-Dye probably has about 10 of them, of course. And there's just certain players that really do well on P-Dye courses. P-Dye has courses out in California, in the Northeast, on any of your major country clubs. He also does a lot of TPC Sawgrass. The Players' Championship is probably the most known um, uh, P-Dye design course. And what P-Dye does is he has a lot of traps, a lot of thinking involved with his hole. So um, you'll have bunkers situated in place in the fairways, that make it easier to go on, on dog leg courses. Um, you'll have always a drivable par four, always a drivable par four, which is a risk reward type of thing, which is Pete Dye, which Pete Dye is known for. Make you think of either layup, go for it, make you make a decision. I don't know if you've ever played a Pete Dye course if you have any experience with those. I do not, no, sorry. <laughs> um, you know, Dustin, yeah, you call for it. So, um, but players who do well there, Patrick Canley comes to mind. Tony, uh, Brian Harmon comes to mind. Sibu Kim comes to mind. Um, these are just players who have good history. And with River Highlands, it's a really good course history course. So you see players who do well, do well again and again and again. Exactly. Um, so as you look and you break down into your model, what kind of things are you looking at as you run your model here? Um, approaches from 125 to 150 are pretty important. Like you said, short wedge kind of weak. Um, Again, greens and reg and, and par four scoring, those are really important. Um, and then fairways. Fairways are really tight. So I feel like you want to find somebody who's just an all-around game is, is what it comes down to. I mean, you got to have it all this week other than – I mean, putting is, you know, a big variable, so it could be anybody's week. But um, yeah. I think you said it right there. It's the all-around game. You know, the off the tee, the wedge play, the around the green, the tightness. It, it, I think this is a, a, a course that players are going to like playing uh, because they're all around. And, and let's be frank, let's be real about the, the feel of this course. A lot of the top players were really true to the PGA are playing this week. You got Rory, you got Scotty. Right, these guys are playing this week. They're going to take next week off of the John Deere, and then they're going to travel over for the Scottish Open with, with the Euro Tour, with the DP World Tour, and the PGA Tour doing a combined event leading up to the open. So you take this week, travel next week, and then we'll play over the guys who are going over to play live. We've already seen some withdrawals, answer withdraw. Um, a couple other guys that will probably have some more announcements here, but it's going to be a really good field. Players who have shown that they want to win. So let's talk about the board. Who, who do we like? Who's standing out to you as kind of that all around player um, that, you know, maybe, maybe not a birdie fest guy, maybe not a tough course guy. This is kind of in between course. You've seen winners at minus 20. You've seen last year, we had a winner at minus 13, which is a tougher course. So who's standing out to you here, Dustin? Well, if we're, if we're talking about the top of the board, 
Uh, the obvious answer, I feel like, is Scotty. He's just got it all. Um, and Rory actually rates out really well in those important factors as well. Um, so if I was going to go to the top, I would, it would have to be one of those two guys. But I typically don't pick from the top just because those odds are really short. I'm trying to find a good number on guys, you know. So um, there's guys like Mito. He's in the 30s, I think. Uh, let's look at the odds here for a split second. Yeah, Mito is uh, 35 to 1. You got – I've been hearing Brennan Steele, his, his name, and then I look at the model, he pops off like – in every category and you know, he's been playing great he, i think he's past two starts were top three or top 10 finishes yeah 10th and ninth so just a couple names you know i don't know if you want to scoot up the board or we're gonna go yeah i think you, you break this down and i think there's a clear top tier there's a pretty clear middle tier and then there's gonna be a bunch of long shots uh the, kind of the bottom of the field and you mentioned warren scotty and, and if you're gonna talk about off the tee plus wedge I don't think there's any two better players in the world than Warren Scott, especially right now. And but at right. eight to one, nine to one, I'm not, not going to bet those. I'm not going to bet one of those. DraftKings definitely viable, definitely viable. I am going to move down a little bit. I mean, they, they had an emotional week. I don't think the whole coming off a back, you know, a, a tough week, you know, backing up a major. I don't think that's really a thing anymore. These guys are traveling. Uh, they have no issue traveling. They're so good. They've proven week in week out that they can just play. And, and I just don't think – I want players who are playing well. I've said that. I want to see players who are playing well. So, yeah. Is it – would it be a surprise to see Scotty or Rory or JT or Burns at the top of the leaderboard? Absolutely not. Exactly. Uh, Spieth has played really well here. First guy that I'm going to highlight is Patrick Cantley. And I'm usually not a big Patrick Cantley guy. But he is a huge winner on P. Design courses. Finally made a cut in a major championship. Actually finished the top 20. Backdoors weighed in, had a pretty good weekend, which is usually a pretty tall, a pretty good sign. Has won a lot of Pete Dye courses. He's played his best. He's still a top-tier player. I think more of a, of a DraftKings number, he is in that kind of mid-tier, second-tier range. And I think that's a little bit of a dis-kind of connect of, of where his talent actually is. We've seen him play well. We've seen him contend this year. And I think Cantlay is a guy that sticks out to me as, as a guy to bet on, not only bet on, but also play in some DraftKings lineups here. Um, yeah, he comes in at 10-2 on DraftKings, so that's the fifth highest price guy. Um, it's just a little bit below, like, Scotty Rory's. It's, it's a, probably the top of that second tier, and I think he might be a top-tier golfer for this weekend. Yeah. Overall, Patrick Cantley is, you know, patty ice, right? Yeah. And his past three or four starts, he's gotten, I think, a third, a 14th, and a second. So, and yeah. He's an all-around game. Cantley has that all-around game. He plays courses he likes. Pete Dye, he, he's a nice on Pete Dye courses. Um, another guy whose name is going to pop up here a lot, Keegan Bradley. Finished in the top ten last week. Lives in this area. Has played really well. Yep. Um, you know, Keegan has good history here. He's got a really good all-around game. His putting was a lot better last week. Um, you're going to hear Keegan's name a lot. Um, yeah, compared to going to be a chalky Keegan week for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, looking at Cantley's history too. Yeah, he's got great history here. He gains 30 strokes total over the past four years, so that's yeah, pretty high up on the list. And then um, one mid guy guy, one mid range guy, I want to talk about David uh, Brian Harmon. Brian Harmon had a really rough weekend. 
at the U.S. Open, was was in the top five, had to mix it. Really good U.S. Open history, was a popular player, betting-wise and DraftKings-wise, has really done well in this tournament in the past. His travel tournament has been a home for him. Harmon's not the longest hitter. He's really good at scrambling, which is important at this course. He's done well. We've seen him do well at some of these birdie fests. We've seen him do well at some of these harder courses. The things that those have in common is they're always beat down design courses. I think Harmon equals P die. That's a play for me. And then one other. I love Harmon. I'll tell you. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead on, on Harmon. Any thoughts on Harmon there? Yeah, I love picking Harmon. He's uh, he's always he always comes in clutch. He's really good at par fours and that range of uh, 400 to 450. He's actually not that great lately. The past 24 rounds in the wedge game, you know, the 125 to 150 range, but he hits a lot of fairways and uh, he's really good at par fours. So he fits the bill there, at least when it comes to getting to the green. You said he's a good scrambler, so that's good in case he happens to miss it. Yeah, I like Harmon. I love him. There's there's one other guy on the Pete Dye design course that I, if it's Pete Dye, it's always going to mention. I think his number has drifted down a little bit, and I think we've kind of forgetting about how good this guy really is. He did he did struggle a little bit last week, but Siwoo Kim yep. has been an absolute. He won last year on a Pete Dye design course, actually beat uh, Patrick Hanley in the duel. He's always played these Pete Dye design course as well. Uh, people think of him as an up-and-down player, which was true, except we've seen over the last year, over the last 12 months, he's really been consistent. He's a shot maker. He scrambles well. He puts well. Uh, he's just a really, really solid all-around player. And as we talked about, you know, coming from types of players, we want all-around players. That's Siwoo Kim. Pete Dye, that's Siwoo Kim. Um, so we're really looking at, at a Siwoo. I, I, honestly, at, I like Siwoo. I especially like him coming off a, a week where people liked him last week and he struggled, you know, coming off a guy who's popular, missed the cut. People try to go off him. I like to go back on that guy a little bit. I'll mention one more player it's that bill. Uh, but Siwoo, Pete Dye Design, I see him at triple digits, 100 to 1 on DraftKings, way too high. Way too high. Uh, got to take got to take Siwoo. He's, he's being priced with some guys who have not won, and he has won multiple times, including the Players' Championship uh, in the PGA Tour. He is way too good. Have that number next to his name. The other guy I'll mention real quick before before I throw it back to you as, as a guy who faltered last week, playing really well, uh, was a, was a chalk in DFS who missed the cut for a lot of people. I think is definitely viable. I think there's value on Tony Finau, forty one, ridiculous price. Got to jump on it. You could absolutely yeah. win. Yeah, Tony's been playing incredible. I've been on Tony lately, and uh, he's just finished so great in everything but majors. I feel like. Top five, Tony is back. Yeah. Second at Mexico, fourth at Charles Schwab, second at RBC, Canada. I mean, his approach game is back. His putting has been great, which actually a couple times this year has kind of screwed him over. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you on Tony. He's got good history here too. <clears throat> so, any, anybody else? You mentioned Mito. What do you like about Mito this week? Um. I like I've liked Mito since he came into the PGA Tour because uh, he was such a dominant Corn Ferry player. He won a lot, and um, he's just been playing amazing ever since the PGA. Um, he got third there, seventh in Charles Schwab. So he even came back the next week after that, you know, devastating give up on the 18th to JT. Uh, got a seventh place. Came out the next week, got 13th place. He's just been playing great. I mean, his approach game, his, his tee to green has just been off the charts. And he rates out number one on the model. 
35 to one for the first PGA tour win, you know, it's sort of like a Zal Torres kind of number at, at the majors, you know, you just want to, you got to bet it over 30 kind of thing, but Mito, I don't know if he falls under that category. He's more of a, you know, I don't know if he's worth 35 to one. It seems kind of short, but he's been playing incredible. So maybe the number is right. Yeah, these guys are just really good. You know, you're talking about Mito who had three wins on the corn Ferry tour. Davis Riley had two wins on the corn Ferry tour. Salatoris only had one, but they're coming up in the same class. These guys are just really good golfers. And Cam Young had two wins in the Corn Ferry Tour. These guys are legit. They're, they're top tier. Uh, you see those numbers next to their name for a reason. Mito's a guy who missed the cut on the number last week. Uh, maybe on the bad side of the draw, but uh, definitely like Mito. I've never been – I've always been more of some of the other guys, um, you know, Salatoris, more Davis Rally for me and the Corn Ferry guys, but I uh, cannot deny Mito's talent here. Um, yeah. You mentioned Davis Riley, you know, he's probably in play this week. He's been playing off the charts really good, and he rates out really well in the categories that matter. Struggle, finally, finally got caught up to him. Struggled a little bit on the weekend last week. Uh, finally, maybe something that caught up to him, but honestly, Davis Riley is a top-notch player. He's a top-tier player. All-around game is there. The shorter courses, I think, are a little bit better for him, but I uh, cannot deny the way Davis Riley's been playing. He's been in the top 30 he finished 31 last week. He was in the top 20 before that. Basically, every tournament he's been playing. Yeah, five straight top 15s heading into the U.S. Open. So There's still value on him there. But uh, I want to throw a couple long shots at it. I don't know if we have any long shots. So I want to couple, throw a couple names. There's, there's a couple short course names I almost forgot there. Aaron Ryan, who's been a winner on the DP World Tour. David Lewski, who's also been a winner on the DP World Tour. And one guy I'm going to mention, you saw his name a little bit. Nick Hardy came up. Nick Hardy has been in tremendous, tremendous form. He's another one of those Corn Ferry graduates. Um, a couple of weeks ago, he went, he went down the Corn Ferry, Corn Ferry, lost in a playoff in his home event in, in, in Illinois. But he's a, uh, went to Illinois, Nick Hardy. Short tech player. Played well at the, at the RBC in Canada. Backed it up with a top 10 in the U.S. Open on the biggest stage. He's really, really been playing well. Really good ball striker. Uh, really good all-around player. 201 next to his name. Definitely got to look at on there. And then what are the name? Another former winner from last year. Big hitter, a really good off-the-tee player, really good wedge player, Cam Davis, Australian Cam Davis. He has been playing really well. He won at the at the, in Detroit last year, and he's got a 150 to one next to his name. He's finished in the top 20. He's actually been in really good form, Cam Davis, and just a guy who I think his talent is really outweighing his number right now. And, and you're looking at these guys. Some of these guys' talents are just outweighing the numbers right now. Cam Davis, Aaron Rye, uh, Nick Hardy, these guys are just playing better than the numbers suggests. Yeah, I haven't thought about Cam Davis. He's uh, been off the radar for a while because I guess we don't hardly ever see him that often. Um, last time he played was Memorial. He didn't have his best game there. I'll give you I'll give you that one. But, he, yeah, he has been playing well other than that. Yeah, yeah I like He's a big time hitter, big time off the tee. He's a really good wedge player. Got a, got a decent short game, pretty good putter. Um, he's a guy who will go eagle, eagle, double bolt. Right. You know, but uh, he's a he's a scorer for sure. He's, he's the guy whose DraftKings score always always is his placement score. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I always say if, if you're gonna play Cam Davis, you play him at a course with four par fives because he's definitely a par five scorer. That's what he is. Yeah, I definitely like seeing the drivable par four courses here for him, but I just think that number outweighs his talent there. For sure, uh, for sure. So we got an exciting, exciting chat. Travelers is a great tournament. Fans love it. You know, players love it. We just finished a major. 
This is going to be basically the last tournament, and then we'll be on our way to Europe for the next major. Any final thoughts here, Dustin? Yeah. Um, one person we didn't talk about, I know we're talking about final thoughts, but you always play him at a par 70, and that's C.T. Pan. Uh, he's he's just known for being a great par 4 scorer. I like him as maybe like a good DraftKings play this week, maybe not an outright bet. But um, any final thoughts? Yeah, I, I feel like we're probably going to see the cream rise again this week. I feel like um, this, this, this field is very stacked for – being right after a major typically, you know, but I guess this is the last, last little hoorah for them before they head over to the Europe for the open in the uh, Scottish. So yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see these names pop up to the top. I feel like it's going to be a, unfortunately below 50 to one winner this week. I don't feel like it's a, it's a big long shot kind of week. I think somebody's going to win. That's probably favorited too. Yep, I agree with you there. CTPN was another great call there. Uh, I agree. I, I think we're seeing the top of the board. I think a lot of the names you mentioned, you want to look at top 10s, top 20s, matchups, drafting plays. Um, you know, I think I think Scotty, Rory, JT, Burns, Spieth, Xander, Canley, these guys are playing. They're playing here for a reason. I think they're playing knowing a lot of the top players are going to live. They're playing this tournament. It's kind of the final notch in the U.S. soil. Let's go. Let's show them what we are. We saw them show up the last couple of weeks. And then we're going to continue to see them show up. But uh, we've seen time and time again. We've had some great tournaments, some great leaderboards. Let's have some fun this week. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch it all week. All right. Again, Dustin, Dustin Vicky, thank you for coming on. Dustin runs an awesome, awesome, awesome DraftKings PGA Tour League. If you like weekly DraftKings, if you like to play DraftKings, uh, golf, golf PGA on DraftKings, let me know. I'll get you hooked up with Dustin for next year. This is the best, most fun. Um, if you like golf, you like DraftKings, PGA golf. This, this is, this is a league for you. This is a league for you for sure. But uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks for coming on, Dustin. We'll definitely uh, talk shop a little bit more as we get down the road. But uh, luck this week. It's been another Line Movers Network Punk for Dope podcast. Best yeah, of luck. Thanks for having me, Ian. Take care. Good luck, everybody. That's all for now. Until next time, be sure to check out our video podcasts as well on our website. If you have any questions or requests, send them our way at the underscore LM Network Twitter page or visit the contact page at thelinemovers.net. Thanks for listening and all your support.